Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hello, and welcome to the Mentoring Lab Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. I'm Tracy. And I'm Sharnetta. And we are the Mentoring Roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe we could practice that next time we all sit <laughs> right. together. I don't know. I'm kind of corny. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, well, you all wanted right. all Great. of us this... to say it. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. That's what happens, you know, when you improv, right? Okay. So I'm really excited today um, for having Tracy and Sharnetta as our roundtable guests. And perhaps this will set a precedent forward to have you guys all the time with us. Um I'm really excited today to talk about authenticity at work and specifically our experiences as women in the workplace and what it means to us. And just really quickly to give um, some background on this, or do I need to really give any background on this? I'm trying to think. (laughs) Nah, let's just get into it. I was going to tell a little story from the summer, but let's just get right into it. Let's get down and dirty. It's late. We're tired. We're all working women and we've been working all day long. So moving Mm on. Okay. So, all right. So let's just kick it off. Uh, Let's uh, just go around the table, so to speak. And how would each of us define authenticity? Um, So let's start with Tracy. Very simple. I believe authenticity is just being your true self, being true to who you are in your word, and in your action. I like that. I'm a second that definition. (laughs) 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 That's totally what I would have said is just aligning who you are, your true self with your core values. And it shows when you're in public and it shows behind closed doors, just being your true self in all scenarios and situations. And it's consistent. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh my gosh. You guys are killing me. Throw me a bone. (laughs) Okay. So let's start with Sharnetta. How would you, or what does it mean for you to be authentic at work? Um, I think this is an interesting question in the sense of a lot of people think you have to play some kind of game when it comes to like being at work and you can't be your true self. But to me, it's not about, um, just kind of doing everything you would do at home or, you know, with your friends, but just bringing the personality that is you and the kind of the best of you to the environment you're in. So in a work environment, if you're a funny person, be a funny person. Like I'm a funny person. I, I enjoy it. I like to have fun. I like, I like to joke around. And so I bring that with me to work. And of course it's, it's never appropriate. It's not, it's not appropriate to be funny every time in your personal life. So it's wouldn't be appropriate to be funny all the time at work either. Um, so that doesn't mean I'm not being authentic when I'm not being funny, but it's just, you know, there's a the right time and place for everything. But I bring that that characteristic and trait with me when I come to work. So I think it's important that we do that. I mean, people that tend to be more stern and, you know, bring that with them and maybe they're a little bit more laid back at home. But I mean, we'd like to see that side of people at work. So I think it's important to just kind of bring who you are all the time. And that's what I try to do. So I use humor a lot to deflect tense situations, to, to make people open up. And so that's kind of my thing. 
Well, Sharnetta, you just reminded me about something I was listening to over the weekend. And it um, ties into what you're saying about being authentic and you bring humor to it, which we absolutely love. But it talks about, um, it was talking about, what about when you get real at the wrong time in the wrong way? (laughs) And it backfires. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, humor is something that is usually probably well received, but some people being their true real self at the wrong time in the wrong way could really backfire on them. So that may lend to why sometimes people are not authentic because they know that, you know, if I behave this way, it's going to backfire. So, right. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the backfiring part because my the humor I bring to the workplace has backfired on me in the sense of I've been accused of being giggly and um, silly. And I was like, wow, never words that I would have, you know, had said to me in the workplace. And so it kind of made me think about, okay, how do I show up? in this environment. And so I talked to some people that are on this phone <laughs> on this, on this call right now. And, you know, and, and, and I actually had to check that and, you know, check that perception across the board. And it wasn't really warranted. I mean, there weren't a lot of people that felt that way. I mean, they felt I used humor a lot to help me in, in certain situations, but it wasn't to the point where I deserved that moniker. So, but it was, it was a situation where, okay, maybe my humor is something I need to kind of check when I'm in the workplace, but then I decided, and eh, whatever. I'm too old to be checking myself in the workplace. <laughs> I can't be anybody but me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's too exhausting would, not to be. I would piggyback on that. But first to say with um, Sam's and her humor and her being authentic, that to me draws people to her and into her because um, there we joked around once before a couple of people that said like, like she's like so smart and usually people like that are buttholes and Sam is not. Am I, am I right? Like you're right. Like that usually when they have all this stuff going on and then at the level that she is, they're usually jerks. And Sam's has always been even at different levels. She's been, she's been Sam's. So, but when you talk about me <laughs> kind of on the other spectrum sometimes, because I believe that I am type A, but not all the time. I'm a combination. I, I, I have that, that giddy stuff as well. I like to, you know, in the middle of a meeting, like just like what we were doing, I'll start doing some sort of dancing or whatever. And that's just who I am. And that's being authentic me, telling a joke or or laughing at something or walking into, you know, an office that's usually all quiet and stuff and be like, woo, woo, what's up? And it's like sometimes people are like, oh, God, here she comes. But that's just to me, it's like um, I do that sometimes to bring down some of the tense, tenseness in the atmosphere. But then I also it's just comfortable it's just comfortable sometimes to make others uncomfortable with my authentic self, because I know I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to harm you or anything, but it's like, lighten up. Like I'm your type A too. Like I know what this is like, lighten up. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to do that. So. I can both like of what Sharnetta and Tracy, what you were just saying about the humor. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm right there with you. And it just, 
I know like when we were back into the office, like pre-COVID and when I used to share an office with um, my team, one of my colleagues who was on another team, when um, when they had to bring someone to our office, um, maybe it was a visitor or sometimes it might have been a new employee. They were just showing around. They always called our office the fun office because we were always laughing and joking like you could just hear us down the hallway. And that's just a big part of my personality. But it just happens to be also like a couple of my close colleagues that I would work with on my team. It got us through the day like people are so freaking serious. And when they do get too serious at work, I'd always be like, why are you so serious? And try to do in this weird voice to make them laugh or smile. Um, But yeah, but you might go two doors down to another office and it's full of people. But you I feel like sometimes you could cut the tension with a knife and people are just quiet and and I don't want to say stuffy because I don't know, but I kind of would get that impression. And then sometimes it would make me question me. Am I being too loud? Am I having too much fun? But my, I guess my philosophy and my being authentic, especially with my group, I'm like, work hard, play hard. Like, I love to laugh and joke. Life is serious enough. We work really hard at what we do, but I like to have fun too right. and and be goofy and, and talk about crazy stuff and make each other smile and laugh. Um and that's actually something I really miss right now, um, working from home from from the past year, is is having that with those those few colleagues. But yeah. And then also, if we keep in mind the thing that is a fact, like this very moment is gone after the next mm-hmm. moment arrives. So all that seriousness is there's a place and time for it, but then you mm-hmm. also have to get some sort of like real joy out of each day, no matter what. Um, We've all had our things go on and we all go through this and that, but that doesn't mean that we cannot be our, you know, since that's the topic, our true authentic selves in which all of us, I believe, bring some sort of joy into every room that we walk into, um, no matter what the work stress is that we all have to deal with each day still got to find a moment to get in there and have some fun and be Mm -hmm. funny or witty or giggly or silly and all that stuff. Well, yeah. And on that, um, I was reading about no one has like one true authentic self, not true, but you don't have one self. You have multiple selves, depending on what situation you're in, like your mentor self, your tax self, your presenter self, your mom self, your conference call self, your drinks with the girls self. So in all these different situations, a different part of your authentic self shows up. But I think that at your core, that's what always comes through is who you are at your core. That's what no matter what situation you're in that those are the characteristics and the qualities about you that shine through. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the characteristics, and this is something that, you know, I will pose to you all. You having Kelly being her authentic self, Sam's being her authentic self, Sarah and Tracy, there are some common characteristics that we all have that we probably, probably don't even realize we all have. And the question would be, what what is what is that one common characteristic that you think all authentic people have? Probably shouldn't use the blanket statement as of all, but that common characteristic that you think you would find in any authentic person. And if you can't think of any, I got a list, but go ahead. 
I don't know. You've kind of stumped me. I can't think of a characteristic that all authentic people. Uh, um, so here's a good one. And then it's going to be like, ah, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> they have a realistic perception of reality. Isn't that true? It is true. Uh, another one, they're accepting of themselves and other people. Oh, yeah. Because yep. think about it. As I'm reading these, you're, you're, you can find that in each one of these people here, I would think. Um, they're thoughtful. They have a non-hostile sense of humor. <laughs> That's Sam's and her, <laughs> her giggliness. <laughs> so you say right. mean people can't be authentic? <laughs> it's hard. I, I would think it would be hard for them. I would think it would be hard for them because we all know some some mean people, some curmudgeons. And think about those, you know, think about the, the, the attitude that comes along with that. How how often are they? How I can't even figure out how to peel all that back to get to their authenticity. Because it's all blocked with that foolishness, that curmudgeony yuck. So. Sound like you have some experience there. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, what was another one? They're able to express their emotions freely and clearly. Oh, <laughs> guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I've actually been called emotional. Haven't we? Um, Replace that with passionate. Passionate, that's yeah. What I call and that's it. what I would say. I'm not emotional. I'm just very, I'm very passionate, passionate about this. I, I'm not breaking down. I'm not throwing a tantrum. I'm not crying at work. But if I, you know, I speak my mind or an adamant that we're going to go in a certain direction or that we should, I've been called emotional. Mm-hmm. So, so I get, I'll give you the last two and then I'll leave it alone. But um, they are open to learning from their mistakes. Yep. And the last one is they understand their motivations. Indeed. That's all true. Like I see that I see some of this in each one of you all, and I I hope I I think I see it in myself. I would hope that's shining in me as well. But I just thought that that hit home, especially considering what we're talking about this evening. So, to kind of piggyback on what you just said, then I asked this question: Do you guys think that women can really be authentic at work? I would say it depends. I would say it depends too. It depends on, I'm going to say your core values and your beliefs. Because if your core values and your beliefs conflict with the culture in your workplace, then you're not going to be able to bring your authentic self and show it because you know that you'll be judged or um, accused or just looked at differently. But I would argue that you could still be authentic. There's just consequences to that being mm-hmm. authentic and whether or not you're willing to sacrifice your comfort or potentially your job being your authentic self. And to me, that really gets after truly being authentic, willing to be you no matter the consequences. So you're not going to compromise who you are to fit in or to, you know, make other people comfortable. You're going to be who you are. Now, I think people take that the wrong way and thinking they have to live their truth through every single action that they display. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about 
the ability to be comfortable in who you are and sharing that in the environment you're in, not just all your passions and all your beliefs and all your things come into fruition into you know one particular area. So I think that's that's a true test of authenticity is are you willing to be you in the face of knowing somebody's not going to be accepting who you are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> but I would also say to kind of hone in a little bit on what Kelly was saying, it depends, you know, kind of on the culture and all that. I think it depends on just to take it at a day to day, uh, like an example of just the day to day, regardless of what the, what the culture is, considering the high stress volume that we all deal with at work, it almost, it's, it's just in every step, every moment you have to just make that choice. Am I going to be this way or the other way? Is this the, you know, this particular audience that I am sitting with, meeting with, talking with, what part of me can I can I bring to this? You know, we we all have a different level of comfort with our home team that we're having our small weekly meetings with, as opposed to that big leadership team that we're having the meeting with. And there's only so much of yourself that you can and are allowed to put out there. So the home team they'll accept my whoop whoop and hey what's up why you guys look at all stale like wake up oh my god you're killing me I couldn't dare say that in a different meeting even though I would want to because I'm looking around it's like oh my god you guys are so stale like you're so like (laughs) gross like wake up couldn't get away with that even though my authentic self wants to say that but I would say that's what makes you uniquely you. So why wouldn't you be able to do that in that environment? Because that's what you're bringing to the table. And I think people would respect that. So I've seen you in environments where you took the leap of faith and and actually brought more authenticity to the situation. And I think it pays off because then it's like, you know, Tracy kind of broke the tension in the room and, you know, it was kind of appreciated versus if we we consistently deny ourselves the opportunities to shine and and really add value, then, you know, like, are we doing kind of, I think we're kind of doing a a, a disservice to, to our organization and not bringing that, that flavor. I'm gonna call it flavor. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it flavor (laughs) (laughs) To, to the environment because that's what you get from having different people and different perspectives and different experiences, diversity of thought. So we want to bring that creativity and that, you know, the spark of inspiration and that motivation and, and all those different things to the workplace. And I think if we are more authentic, then we'll get more of that versus more of the same. So if we're all trying to conform to this environment that we think has been created because we're all, you know, bringing some false version of ourselves to the table, then what are we really accomplishing and achieving? Right. So what's stopping us from doing that? I would think possibly insecurity, maybe a little insecurity, possibly fear, you know, fear of not being heard, not being taken seriously, fear of being dismissed. Um, I can honestly say there was a point in my career where I had insecurity because I had this 
idea about uh, education. And I just wanted to attain a certain level of, you know, just get to a certain point because I did not want to be uh, what I would call like the low man on the totem pole. I was not going to be the least educated in, in feeling like I, I, I equated education and intellect. So I, I was not going to be the man down here. I needed to be up here so I can swim and soar with my buddies. And there were times when I was in a different position where I felt like, well, my opinion is not going to be valued. Uh, my authenticity is not going to be valued. It's just going to be, you know, dismissed like <laughs> scoff. Like you're, you're just being, you're being silly because you don't know what else to be, you know? So mm-hmm. I would kind of clam up a little bit and I noticed a little bit of, uh, of a change in me as I went further along in my career in, in academics and all that, because I felt more confident and secure and probably a little cocky because my attitude was, you're not going to shut me up. <laughs> like, I'm going to say what I want to <laughs> say now. Like, what you going to do? But, you know, not to be all like, you know, hostile and haughty, but my attitude was like, I can say what I want to say because I know what I'm saying is not going to be disrespectful. It's not going to be unprofessional. It was, it, I could still be authentic and a little bit haughty at times because there is a little bit of haughtiness in here, just a little bit, not a lot. And I promise you that's, I, I just don't feel like I'm a haughty person, but I do believe I have a lot more confidence now. And both of you, like, I'm wondering, are you about to comment to me? <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, back to Sarah's question about, you know, why can't we be that way at work? I think it's because we put these stipulations on ourselves to act a certain way because we don't want to be stereotyped. I mean, I think that's a huge thing. It's like, you know, oftentimes as women, we're going to display things that people are going to write off to the fact that we're women. And so it's mm-hmm. like, you kind of want to try to avoid that moniker of, you know, you just did that because you're a woman kind of thing versus no, this is just who I am. I'm a happy go lucky person. I enjoy people and company and time and, 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 and talking to people. And so why does that now have to be labeled and associated to my gender? Whereas our, our male colleagues are allowed to be the authentic selves in the workplace. And it's much more acceptable because of the stereotypes associated with that. But if you think about our colleagues who may not be the ones who enjoy football or do the more stereotypical things, then they kind of have to bring Mm -hmm. a a fake person to the workplace as well, because they have to fit in. And actually I probably argue they might have more of a, um, a need to fit in in a male dominated organization um, feel more of a need to bring less of their authentic self because it doesn't fit in with the the stereotypes that are associated with the culture we're in. So I want to pull on that for a second, stereotypes. So stereotypes for women. I mentioned one earlier where I said I've been accused of being emotional or been told I'm emotional. Like, yeah, I've never heard a man say or be accused in the workplace of being emotional. Also, I guess up until a couple years ago, um, I, I don't know where I got this belief from or why I thought this, but um, when me and another colleague, when we would be talking and we had to address like a sticky situation with someone else, like have a difficult conversation, the first thing out of my mouth, I would tell my my colleague or sometimes my work BFF, not saying, well, I'm going to be assertive and this is what I'm going to do. 
I swear to you, the words out of my mouth would be, well, I guess I'm just going to have to be a bitch and just tell them. And now when I say that, like, I'm like, oh my God, like what was wrong with me? Because I stopped doing that a few years ago. It was like a light bulb. And I think just getting more educated and getting more confident. But I, I'm like, I was, I've been programmed from a small child on up somewhere along the way. And it was a repetitive programming process, obviously, because it just stopped a couple years ago where I felt like if I was being assertive and speaking up again, not in a disrespectful way, but using my subject matter expertise and saying, you know, just speaking from authority or subject matter expertise, I'm being a bitch. Mm. You know, it's funny. You said something earlier where you said, I'm so bossy. And I, it made me think about how we associate um, yes. that with, with girls, like, you know, girls yes. that go around and, 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 and direct things and talk about things we call them bossy. And it's like, no, they're just executing leadership skills. Like, right. <laughs> but it's so funny how time goes on and these, you know, these labels get associated to genders, which, which I think is so amazing about this next generation. Like my, my teenage stepdaughter, they, it's so it's fluid. Like they don't have those expectations on mm-hmm. each other. It is just mm-hmm. like, you're a person, I'm a person. And what label do you want to be called? And, and what do you associate with? And, and they don't do that to each other. It's like this so fluid thing, but it's so foreign to us. Cause it's like, well, wait a minute, there's men and there's women and there's boys and there's girls. And it's very clear. And, you know, it's very direct and they just, all of that just fades away and they just judge people for the individuals and their actions. And it's like, if we could all be that way, wouldn't the world be a better place? Yeah. Oh, it would be awesome to have a conversation with a millennial and the Gen X and all those people about authenticity. Oh my God, that'll blow your mind. Well, I'm on like the really thin line of still being a a millennial. Okay. So just ask me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm like right on the cusp of it. And I'm, I'm holding on to that for dear life. Oh (laughs) my God. Millennials changed the game. I love it. It was what hard to get it used to. Called? What is this next generation called? They're not millennials. They're something else. Is it so, X? No, I think we're Xers. Yeah, I'm an Xer. Is it Y? Is it, Z. Is it Y? Z. Z. Yeah. Z. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's like 90 people born in 93, 94. I thought it was because I, I have a millennial and a Z. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like the... 2000 babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. Look it up. I could a thousand percent be wrong. I will have to fact check that. I'm not, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was thinking the, the, that, the that it did. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to add that. Let's fact check that later. <laughs> but okay. So I'm hoping that someone would be willing to share a story to tell us about a time when you weren't being authentic at work. I'm going to be hard-pressed to come up with one because I think I'm pretty darn authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I find a hard time. I mean, maybe, maybe early in my career, there were, were times where um, I was less authentic in trying to fit in. And so maybe I didn't bring my true self to the workplace, um, probably because like things Tracy pointed out, just not feeling like I fit in just yet and trying to establish my place in the world. And so, you know, so I think those are the times where I would probably say I wasn't my authentic self. Um, there's plenty of times where I want to give people the what for. Actually, this is a perfect example. Um, anytime where I feel challenged, I have to kind of step back. And part of me would kind of go full hog and just kind of debate my point to the bitter end. 
But there's been plenty of times where I've had to kind of reevaluate that because I don't want to be labeled the angry black woman. And so it's important to me to not have that label. So there's been plenty of times in my past where I have to avoid that, not confronted a situation that I probably should have. I would say um, pretty much to go back to what I said earlier, early in my career, I just did not have the the level of security that I wanted. I came into the position feeling, you know, confident and secure and all that, but then I felt like I was around so many big fish or, you know, whales and I was just so new to it and it was just so fascinating to me with all these people and these titles and these alphabets behind their names. And it was just so impressive. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I just felt like, oh, you know, I'll get there eventually. And I got, I just kind of sat back and, and, and watched and, you know, did the work and I'm, I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still, I have a ways to go, but I feel, you know, on my way um, enough to voice you know, my opinion and, and have that authenticity. So I, I would say again, yeah, early in my career, that's when I, I don't know what word that was. that just came out. I meant to say career. <laughs> I said career. <laughs> but early in my career, I, I had that, that level of insecurity of just not being able to be, or not feeling like I had the permission to be authentic. Mm-hmm. That's a good word, permission to be authentic, good term. Mm-hmm. And I would um, echo what you said about um, both of you with early in your career, that when we're young, we don't know who we are yet. You know, we're still figuring life out. So as we navigate our way through learning who we are, what we like, what we don't like, what we stand for, what we don't stand for. So I think that's part of the growth. And growing into who our our authentic self is, and um, I can remember thinking back, you know, in this conversation, I'm like, wow, yeah, thinking back when I started working, and you know, the way I was then, and how I naively navigated my way through the world and figured things out to learn and be able to identify and define who I am today and what I stand for, and when I speak up and when I don't, and why I don't speak up if I don't speak up. All right. So I guess we're going to start wrapping up um, this episode, this wonderful discussion. And I love for each of us, if we could share out into the space, the world out there. So as you know, the premise of our show is trying to create a work BFF mentoring movement. So most of us do have work BFFs. So if we're fortunate enough, we do. But taking it a step further with a mentor um, where they can help us, guide us, you know, someone to laugh and talk with, but also be there for the seriousness of our career and help us um, further grow into wonderful women that we are. But what mentoring or work BFF BFF, excuse me, advice would you give um, women who are struggling with being authentic at work? Um, Piggybacking on what I said a few moments ago, um, as you evolve into who your authentic self is, and um, keep in mind that who you are travels with you. So you want to um, be careful. I don't know if be careful is the right word, but just 
as you travel through your journey, you discover who you are. Remember that travels with you and your reputation arrives long before you do. So as you're going through and discovering your authentic self, um, knowing that some things you may have done 20 years ago may, you know, resurface. So just, I would recommend just being authentic to your values and um, keep in mind that, you know, who you are travels with you throughout your career. And um, that kind of sets the stage for the rest of your journey. I would fully, fully agree with Kelly. And I would say, you know, know your value, be self-aware, um, be disciplined, be mindful, be considerate. If you know who you are and what you're capable of, then you kind of know what you can do. Um, always challenge yourself and, kind kindness and considerate is great those are often things that are kind of placed on women like we're responsible for being kind and considerate and all that but if that is a part of your authentic self then lean into that and go forward but the main thing is to know yourself know your value and stay true to who you are um in word and action I would say to just think about the energy it takes to not be authentic and then just give yourself a break. It's exhausting to not <laughs> yourself. Like just people can either take it or leave it. And I think you'd be more surprised at how many people will take it and appreciate it and, and, and relish in it and enjoy and, and take pride in knowing who you are and, and being able to call you a, a colleague or a friend. Oh, those are all so good. Um, I guess to add on to that, and I think it was said a couple of different times by a few um, a few different people, is I guess my final thought on that would be just to be true to your values and to your purpose and just remember that. It doesn't mean, you know, I think Sharnetta might have said it earlier, you're not showing up to work and like, oh, this is the real me and I'm putting everything out like on the table. Um, cause there is some things, you know, we're all private about, right. Kelly said, there's a multiple selves that we have. And, you know, I have my home self, I have my going out the drinks girl self, you know, but then the work self is just living and making sure that you're living close to your values and your purpose at work as well. Um, and then I think you're being authentic. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. I think this was a, a great episode and, I want to thank everyone out there for listening and don't forget to subscribe to us from your favorite podcast app. Thank you and have a wonderful week.